Yanmark trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmark. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Head coach Pete DeBoer talked about getting to their game early in the season and putting points in the bank. You can't take them away is the phrase that he used today, and that is why you will see a large part of the opening day lineup on the ice together for the first time in this National Hockey League preseason game tonight. They take on the Arizona Coyotes, and then Saturday it's a road date to finish off the seven-game set in San Jose. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace here at uh, T-Mobile Arena. We are live. You'll be able to tell that in a couple of minutes as they go through the various rehearsals and uh, testing at T-Mobile Arena getting set for this this game. But uh, game day for us on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the flagship station of the Vegas Golden Knights. And in a lot of cases tonight, it's going to be one of those full dress rehearsals. Yeah, and, and that for me is is what is going to be most intriguing about tonight's game. How do the Golden Knights approach a lot of different aspects? We What kind of fourth line are we going to get? We know what the, the, the top three lines are going to look like for Vegas. And then what's the power play look like? Who's going to be on those units? How are they going to be able to, uh, to kind of get those looks for some players that I think are still on the bubble trying to make that push? I'm looking at you, Peyton Krebs. Uh, how you balance all of that in a game where you're treating it like a regular season game, that's all going to be fascinating tonight. Who do you think's on the first unit? Patrick, Dodonov, Stone, Pacioretty, Petrangelo. Can't argue with that. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good uh, first unit. And then the, that leaves the, the misfits mm-hmm. as almost as a line sure. on your second power play unit. And do you go two defensemen or one defenseman? Yeah, Traditionally, d- they've gone two defensemen. I would I would go two defensemen there, and I'd go Haig with uh, Coughlin. So why do you go two defensemen on your second unit as opposed to your first unit? There's a very logical explanation for that. It's because when the penalty, if you don't score and the penalty ends and the other team comes out and is uh, playing on a five-on-five situation, then you have two defenders out there in that even strength uh, offering. So that that's why teams normally go with the two defensemen as opposed to the one defenseman on the first unit, which normally starts off the power play. And, you know, I, I said Petrangelo on my top unit. I, I think you can kind of... You know, play around with that a little bit. Maybe Dylan Coglin gets a look on that that top unit if you're going to go one defenseman there, and then you give Petrangelo and Hag a look together just to see you've got you know for for that defensive awareness you've got Petrangelo on that second unit. But right now, given what I know about the lineup, I would I would argue Petrangelo is your top unit guy, and then you've got Hag and Coglin to kind of fill in the gap there on the second unit. This is a little off topic as we get set for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, tonight, Arizona's actually played okay in the in the preseason. Uh, no Phil Kessel going tonight. I'll update you on that one during a one-timers. 
in just a little bit. We also have our top five at five, the top five hot takes from the VGK Insider Show. Today we are in position number four. But one area that, that I've always wondered why teams don't do it more is with the first power play unit, go with five forwards. It, it's not a big slap shot, get it to the point, and hammer at home league mm-hmm. anymore. Yep. Quite honestly, uh, the, the penalty killers are so good that you don't have time to hammer at home uh, a lot of time from the, from the blue line. Uh, I'm thinking Al McInnes and, and those kind of situations in, in the past. So if, you're, if you don't have that to your option, why not go with five forwards and really stack it up? We, there's some teams that do it very mm-hmm. infrequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've certainly witnessed uh, Pete DeBoer go with three forwards in three-on-three overtime. Uh, I love that idea. But number one unit, go hard. Is that advice? Are you throwing advice out there for Pete DeBoer? Uh, no, I'm not listening? throwing it. No, not for Pete. No, oh, okay. On, on, on the Vegas Golden Knights, it doesn't work because you're way too deep. You have way too much skill on the back end. Mm-hmm. That's an exception. Uh, there are certain teams where I would go five forwards, and I don't. I, honestly, I don't. I don't think you'd be any any worse off mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Uh, going five forwards, tradition is a big part of it. Uh, feeling a little bit safer, at least with one defender out there, uh, certainly plays plays a role in it. But there's, I could probably come up with in five minutes, mm-hmm. ten teams where I would go with five forwards on the number one unit. I hope you do because I'm interested in that list. Um, the 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 part of your question that I think is interesting: why aren't there more teams that do it? I think you answered that. Tradition is 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 steeped in this game, right? So, um, in order to do it, you've got to firmly, firmly believe that it's going to work. And you know, as as much as we talk about it, there there is a level of playing it safe on the power play yeah. that that you need to have in the NHL, and, and that's just kind of the reality of the situation. Yes, you want to score every time you you have the man advantage, but. You're also trying to minimize risky plays in doing so. You don't want to sit there at the end of the game and, one, have your boss, which is the manager, or the media, which controls the, your other boss, the fans, yep. uh, sit there and go, you've given up 13 shorthanded goals this year. Stop going with five forwards. And I don't even know whether it would be that many. But the, 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 the teams that I'll, I'll give you... Uh, as I go through that exercise, will be teams where you've got the choice. You want to play it safe so you don't give up the, the, the shorthanded goal. But there's also the, why not be a little uber aggressive? And you might give up the odd shorty, but you'll score three or four power play goals that you wouldn't have got if, if you just played it safe. You know me. I like chaos. I'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a power play unit that's just five forwards and they are going and, and making plays and being a little risky and just laying it all out there because I think it'd be fun. And I, I don't really have an issue with taking risks and taking chances to try to put the game away 
or to try to score goals. Like that's hockey is and always will be about the goals for me. I want to see goals scored. So if you've got kind of an idea of how to maximize that on the power play, and if it's five forwards, let's go. Hey, Kale McCarr, you put him on the uh, well, on the Colorado power play. He's like anyway. a forward. Yeah. yeah. So he, he won't be one of my, that won't be one of my teams, but it's, the, it's that type of player uh, where you can get back. Uh, Arizona against the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Uh, sounds like we're going to get Robin Leonard uh, yep. going tonight. That'll be his second look in this preseason, first time at home. Uh, he went through the eventful uh, process of uh, the tweets and the meetings with the National Hockey League, the NHLPA, over the course of the weekend. And I, I, I can't imagine that there's anybody looking forward to this game more than Robin Leonard to just get down to playing some hockey. Yeah, I, I think so. I, you get an opportunity to just, like you said, play hockey. And, and I think for Robin, there's a lot going on this season there's a lot on the line this season as there is every season with the golden knights it's a team that wants to play for a stanley cup so you you have an opportunity here in this next preseason game to just kind of really knock the rust off get yourself to a point where you're feeling good going into the regular season and you know this is this is the opportunity that he's been playing for the last three or four years to to be the guy and and you know it it, a lot of that has to do with just kind of getting to a point where you're comfortable going into October 12th. I was watching him skate this morning, and I said to Dan Duva and uh, Ashley Weiss mm. as we looked down over practice, I don't think that a goalie stick has ever looked smaller in someone's hand than when Robin Leonard holds on to that twig. It looks like when, when, you, when you take a... A stick, a goalie stick out of a bobblehead doll. That's what it looks like. He's such a, a big man and takes up so much net and such a presence. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this season for him. Yeah, me too. I, again, I, I think we all kind of understand where I, I fall on, on Robin Leonard. I think he's an absolutely fantastic goaltender. Um, has been among the, the best in the league over the last four or five years. And to me, the clearly defined roles going into this season, I, I think, has the potential to take Leonard's game even a step further than where he's been. I, I think this is has all the makings of a monster year for Robin. It is the VGK Insider Show live from T-Mobile Arena getting set for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Arizona Coyotes. Switching gears now, Chapman, it is time. The number of the day. Who could ask for more? The number of the day is four. We are there. It's the top five at five, counting down the top five hot takes from the BGK Insider Show at number four. Ryan Wallace, lead us off. All right, Chris Chapman, you're going to love this one, all right? I'm ready. Jack Hughes will score 30 goals and be a point-of-game player. Oh, man, that would be incredible. There is is something about Jack Hughes that I really like. I, I like the way he plays the game. I think the hockey IQ is there. He has found ways as he's gotten comfortable his entire career of finding the ability to dominate games. And I, I think the confidence is there this year. I think he's laid back going into this season. I expect the Devils to be better. I think Dougie Hamilton will, will play a big role because I, I just love the dynamic nature of how Dougie plays offensively. 
Jack Hughes is about to do some damage to this league. I really firmly believe Jack Hughes is going to score 30 goals and be a point-of-game player for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, he's slotted in right now as their first-line center with Tomas Tatar on the left and Igor Sharangovich on the right. And that's a pretty formidable first line, especially if Tatar is able to... What? To, I mean, what? I mean, all Tatar does is score goals. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really all you want him to do in that role. Yeah, there's... Darren, Darren saying formidable line. It, Come on, what are you talking about? It's, yeah, I, I, I don't... I, I agree with the Hughes part of it. Uh, Sharon Govich, uh, I need to see more. And Tomas Tatar is up, he's down, he's up, he's down. He's inconsistent. Uh, I get worried. I don't think Tatar is on that top line by November 15th. Who do you think fills in there? I don't know, but Wood? I don't think it's him. What are Janssen? I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. Okay, hold on. So, <laughs> Tomas Tatar's... Uh, only 10-goal season in the last 11 years was last year. Every year b- before that, he scored at least 20 goals. 20 goals, yeah. I, d- I don't think he's there. That's just eight. Yeah. It, it's not even a hot take. I've got my own hot take coming. I just don't think that he's going to. And that has nothing to do with your hot take. Hughes? He Hughes score, he's going to score 30. What did he score? 10? Did he score 10 last yeah, year? 11. Okay, yeah. so 11. Yeah. Uh, you said hot takes. I like it's a hot take. I, I I don't mind it. And Sharon Govich, I think, was a revelation. I think there's some talent. That they they should be better. They should be faster. They should be more aggressive. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, I look forward. I I hope good things uh, for Hughes. And remember, uh, he sure hardly played last year. Yep. So he's yep. going to add some uh, depth and create some mismatches. Uh, number four. Let's go to Chris Chapman. Okay. This is, it's, I think it's a very hot take. Oh, very, not just hot take. Oh, like, it's, it's like, you're, like you're going. Well, hold on. If if you have a very hot take for number four, then three, two, and one have to be like ghost pepper chili hot. Remember, <laughs> he doesn't do it that way. He what do you mean throws, he doesn't do it no, that no, way? No, no, no. His, is... his last uh, top five, he he just threw no, no, no. it in a blender and didn't have an order. Well, that's because he didn't want to pick between the Canadians and Detroit. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So do you have an order to your hot take? You have to have an order. Five? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. Okay, so every take beyond this one is going to be like ghost pepper. Yeah, yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah. Okay. I think I think so. <laughs> well, I mean. You should know uh, these things. Uh, in, in my world, yes, yes. Maybe not necessarily in your world, but in my world, yes. Okay. Okay. Very hot take. Very hot take. Kente. Neither the United States or Canada will win the gold medal at the 2022 Beijing Olympics. Oh, wow. I think that's not a hot take. Why would it not be a hot take? Well, I think that there's a country that could certainly win the gold medal. Yeah, but we, we sit here all the time and talk about how good Canada's B team would be. You're, you're absolutely right, but I, I do believe, I mean, Sweden was there in 2014. Uh, 2018's tough to talk about. Uh, 2010 uh, was Canada-USA in the gold medal final. 2006, nobody made it. 2002 was Canada-US, 1998, none of them uh, won the gold. So you're, you're 50-50. Is 50-50 a hot take? 
I think considering when we look at how deep Canada is, I, I, I'd say that they are the overwhelming favorite to win the gold medal. Chris, Mike Smith might be their goalie. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I don't think Mike Smith will be their goalie, but... Might be. Uh, I who's, still... I, who's this beyond Canada? Yes. Who in your mind is the favorite to win gold? Well, I think, I think Canada would be the favorite. No, I, no, no. Beyond Canada. I think Russia, Russia certainly, or the ROC, Russian Olympic, whatever, whatever they're calling okay. themselves. But I have a dark horse, and I think it's Finland. What makes you say that? Well, I don't think they'll be the favorite to win it. But I think they have a lot of guys who can score. I'm thinking of a first line of Alexander Barkov, Patrick Laine, and Miko Rantanen. That's a really good. See the goal that Laine scored last night in the preseason? Yeah. You know, and, and that's a line that could light it up, but I think they're deep at at the forward position. Defensively, I, I think they're okay. Miro Heiskanen, obviously phenomenal. Goalie, they're, they're going to be solid, too. Tuka Rask and, and UC Soros. Are Tuka pro- Rask isn't playing right now. Well, then it's UC Soros. I like UC Soros. I think that's a and, – and Rask could be back, I mean, by, by February. He doesn't have a team. He doesn't need to have a team to play for Finland. It's not. It's not like a, a written law that you have to play in the NHL to play in the Olympics. But you might want to be playing. Listen, well, um, he could be playing somewhere. Maybe he's playing in Finland. Who knows? Maybe he plays in the KHL. Maybe he plays in Sweden. I I don't know whether Canada or U.S. will win the gold or won't win the gold. But I think I've uh, severely debunked the amount of research the uh, that Chapman has put into team. Football. I don't. I don't think you did. <laughs> You just threw out a guy who's rehabbing and doesn't have a team Wait, as the starting February, goaltender. February's a long time away. <laughs> Chapman, I, I love you, buddy. I can't I can't come to bat for you here. I don't I'm not asking you to. I, want, I mean I, I mean, want to so badly. The, the, the take wasn't who's gonna win the gold medal. No, no. The take was that Canada and the United States will not be the team right. that wins so, the gold medal. So then I want to know who's going to win if they're not. Well, I mean in fairness, you didn't ask them to prove his hot take like i i didn't try to prove why beyond i just think jack hughes is going to have a good year yeah and, and like There's i said there I, for me i think finland is a dark horse i think russia is going to win the gold medal mm. i like sweden too uh, really like uh, sweden in that when we uh when we look at hot takes you look at what is going to upset the the apple cart the two-time defending stanley cup champion Oh, no. Tampa Bay Lightning will not win their division. In fact, the two-time Stanley Cup champions won't even be the top team from their state this year. In a full 82-game season, Mm. I think the Florida Panthers not only win the division, but go farther in the Stanley Cup playoffs than the Tampa Bay Lightning, which means one of two things. Tampa doesn't make the playoffs, and I think they will. Uh-huh. Or the Florida Panthers will win a series for the first time since 1996. So you have a multi-dimensional hot take, which is interesting. Um, I just think there's layers to it. I, Florida's the better team in in the state. That's that's where I'm at, too. I don't know that... that Florida finishing above Tampa is the super hot take. What I think is really kind of what you're parsing it down to, the hot take is that the Florida Panthers 
are going to go further than the Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning. And, and it's just a hot take. It's not a super hot take. No, no, no. It's it's like lukewarmish, uh, <laughs> I think. Because, I mean, I, I think we all are kind of hoping that round one of the playoffs we get Florida and Tampa. They're playing again tonight after their brawl all, the other night. All I want is a Florida-Tampa series again. That's all I'm I'm asking for when it comes to playoff hockey. If I could have one wish, one, Tampa, Florida. For people who think that divisional playoffs should go away, I point to Florida and Tampa mm-hmm. playing last year yep. in the playoffs. Yep. Everything about rivalries in the National Hockey League is built around playoffs. Yep. And when you have divisional playoffs, it increases the odds that you will face that team year after year or two or three years or go down the list. It increases those odds. That's Hockey is an emotional sport. Divisional playoffs create uh, reoccurring matchups, and that is what makes our game on a different level than anything else. Hot take in a soapbox. I'll take and I'll, it. Uh, and, I'll, uh, and I'll take Florida Panthers. Uh, Joel Quinville, John Cooper, again mm-hmm. times two back to back years that would be that would be cool but i do i do think florida's are ready to to take a step come on you haven't won a playoff series since 1996 we make fun of the toronto maple leafs because they haven't won in a long time yeah florida since the rats rained down <laughs> in making the final uh, against the colorado avalanche the yeah. last time they won a series yeah i i'm all in on your hot take chapman um i'm not really in on your hot take fine good solid defense of your hot take i don't have to defend it it'll it'll be it'll be proven in february when the olympics start and someone other than the united states or canada winning the gold medal what uh, what's your issue with the united states team i don't know i i I just feel that i don't want to get my hopes up so i never think that they're going to have a lot of success I feel like if I set the bar low and have low expectations, if they win the gold medal, then I can't be disappointed if they don't. Hey, if it's uh, if the United States in the in the gold medal game in Beijing, where will you guys watch it? Like, would you go out to an establishment? Would you go to a sports book? Uh, watch it? It'll be at an odd time. Well, It'll sadly, you you wouldn't be here for us to watch it with you, so we could rub it in. Right. Oh, yeah. If the United States won, we, yeah. or when the United States won Chat. against Canada, no, no, Chat, I'm just asking. We wouldn't you... watch it with them anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not. It, it, it might be U.S. against Finland. It might be U.S. against Sweden or Russia. How, that, how much does that hurt? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just asking if you guys would go out or whether you would be so nervous that you would watch it at home. Oh, yeah. I, here, the, the bigger question is how do you view games that you're emotionally interested in? Yeah. I, I don't care. I'll watch it out in public. I'll watch it wherever I can. I, I've never been one of, those, uh, one of those people where I can't be in public while a team that I like is playing because I'll lose my mind. I'll lose my mind, but I'm okay to be in public. I might, I might go to a, an establishment and, and, and watch it, to be honest. You should reserve now. You should reserve a booth now. Well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal at this place, so I, I, I could call day of and, and like they give, would make room for me. Uh, give the Circa a call and say, I need a cabana Wait a minute. for where, gold medal Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm not that cool at, where, at the Circa. <laughs> where are you a big deal? Oh, I, 
I'd rather they're not a sponsor of the show, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give them a free plug. But uh, all right, that's fine. Tell I, me I, even tell a me better, break. You'd I, be even a bigger deal if you gave them a plug. No, I, I don't. Then you'd need, be the biggest deal. Yeah. The, the 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 person is is a pretty big deal. He's he's big enough to where I I don't think he really feels like me giving him a plug would would elevate him in any way. Uh, when we continue, it's going to be those, by the way, are your uh, hot takes, the number four edition in our top five at five. Uh, Florida will advance farther than the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. We have uh, the United States and Canada both missing out on the gold medal game at the 2022. No, I didn't game. say the game. I just said neither would win the gold medal. Okay, so they're, that, that, we basically said the same thing. They're going to miss out on the gold medal game. <laughs> Well, one of them could play in the gold medal game and lose. And then we have uh, Ryan Wallace. What was yours again? I'm I think so mine. Far. I think mine was the hottest take of anybody today. Jack Hughes, thirty goal right. guy, 30 point goal of game guy. player. That'd be awesome. I would like to see that because I'm uh, I'm a big fan of his. When we continue, we have one timers uh, update on one of the star players. And speaking of Canada's Olympic team, uh, we have news to pass along regarding Carey Price. And uh, a little bit more on the Ottawa Senators uh, situation and trying to be cap compliant this season. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot. He scores. It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Getting set for the Vegas Golden Knights up against the Arizona Coyotes tonight at T-Mobile Arena. Ryan Wallace has the pregame show at the top of the hour. Phil Kessel will not be playing for the Arizona Coyotes tonight, and he's recovering from a lower body injury. He's in a walking boot, so it's got to be some kind of foot or ankle uh, issue that uh, he acquired during the course of his getting ready for the season. He is a player that I don't think is fit for a rebuild. He is a player that can certainly help somebody with his goal production and his dynamic ability. I think that he's going to move on and he's going to play somewhere else. Here's the weird part. He has a streak of 900 consecutive games. In, in playing in the National Hockey League. Mm -hmm. I think he wants this thing done sooner than later. And, and if you think that he's not having that swirl around his mind, you're wrong. It's a, it's a source of pride. And going into this season, the top, there's three, three streaks that are active. Keith Yandel at 922 trails Doug Jarvis, who holds the record at 964. Then you've got Gary Unger, at 914. Patrick Marlowe at 910. That one looks like it's going to stop. So Phil Kessel would move up to uh, to fourth all time for active games played. 14 behind three and in a, in a range to be the all time Ironman mm -hmm. in the National Hockey League. And there's no guarantee that Yandel's streak's going to continue. He's at the point of his career where, I mean, there was so much talk last year. How about being out of the lineup? Uh, I think behind the scenes there might be a push to get whatever deal is there or could be there to get that deal done. Uh, and Arizona moves on, gets some assets, and Phil Kessel 
can keep piling up the games. But and the other part of it is, I bet you he's working his butt off right now to make sure he's ready for the start of the season. Where do you go? Like if, if understanding he's got a cap hit of just shy of seven million dollars. Um, where do you where do you go if, if you're if you're a team that's interested in trading for Phil Kessel or you're Phil Kessel looking to get back to a team that has a chance a legitimate chance at a Stanley Cup what makes sense you want a team that I don't think many people have thought of I yeah sure yes. LA Los Angeles eh just lost Quentin Byfield for a little bit mm -hmm. the fractured ankle uh, you can, and now they play different positions, center wing. But uh, I, that that's that's a team. Could could that help out with? Uh, I don't know whether Dustin Brown's going to be able to fill the net as much. And, and there's some cap issues there, and there's different things that you have to to work around. But could Arizona acquire a goaltender from from the LA Kings? That's a name. That's a team that jumps out at me. And I think LA can withstand the cap hit or do some some maneuvering around the cap because they're also a team that's been linked to Jack Eichel yeah. over and over and over again. LA is fascinating, and it's not as much of a burden as I initially thought it was with Kessel's contract, mainly because the Toronto Maple Leafs are paying out $1.2 of that cap hit this season so um i mean i, I think la makes sense a, a team that i i think is interesting because i look at them and i ask myself they lost skill this offseason right you look at pavel buchnevich out and sammy blay i like the player but he's not as skilled as pavel buchnevich mm -hmm. is there a fit for phil kessel with the rangers a team that i think is on that upswing that's trying to take the next step, is that a fit there? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I would I also wouldn't rule out Boston. Yeah. But I, I, LA is kind of one of those intriguing spots uh, for Phil Kessel. Now on the Jack Eichel front, there was a some posts last night that hinted that, that the New York Rangers were about to like sign, sealed, deliver. Really? That one. Um, it didn't happen. But go figure. But it it does. the The amount of uh, discussion that's taking place right now with other teams about Jack Eichel's situation and being open to the to the disc replacement surgery uh, has moved this thing along dramatically to the point where. If there's a deal done before the start of the season, which is Tuesday, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be shocked that, that 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 got completed. And the other bit of urgency, as uh, my buddy Elliot Friedman said today, is if you have any hope in having him into your lineup this year, not just acquiring him and 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 going through the procedure, mm -hmm. because it's a long, it's a six to seven month procedure, uh, and no hockey player's ever done the disc replacement surgery, so it might even be longer. If you have any hope of getting Jack Eichel into your lineup this year, then you gotta get this thing done now. Yeah. I 
don't know why I'm saying this. I don't know why I feel like this is what's going to happen, but this weekend, and and I was I was bullish. I didn't think that Jack Eichel was going to get traded. I think this weekend the saga ends. Yeah, I do. I, and and I think I'm I'm encouraged by a lot of what I'm seeing over the last couple of days and the the chatter that's out there. Uh, but yeah, I I think that there's a real possibility come the end of the weekend Jack Eichel's on another team who would you rate the the contenders give me a top three and one being the favorite so I I think the New York Rangers make a lot of sense I I would say that's probably the the team that I've heard linked the most and that would be my favorite right now Uh, as far as LA goes um, I mean I can I can understand the LA Kings being in and wanting a player like Jack Eichel, but you know, I, I'm not. LA's sure. been around this a lot. Yeah, and and you know, but but at the same time, the LA Kings went out and addressed their center depth. Right, they, you go in, and you get Phil Deneau. You've still got Andre Kopitar. I know Byfield's going to be out for a little bit, but you know, he's not part of the deal. Mm-hmm. If I'm the LA Kings, I'm not giving up Quentin Byfield. That's not happening. Um, so, I think LA's there. I think it makes sense. Um, and then, you know, the other team that I've heard is the Anaheim Ducks. And I I get it from that perspective because you're looking to bring in a marquee player. Anaheim is kind of just in in this, this weird flux where they haven't done much. They're waiting for that youth movement. That's another but, team for Phil Kessel, by the way. Good one. But, like, if you're Anaheim and you say you're waiting for the youth movement, just give in to the youth movement. Don't move your youth. For Jack Eichel. Uh, we were wishing Montreal Canadiens goaltender Carey Price all the best. Uh, it was announced today that uh, Price has left the team to voluntarily enter the NHL-NHLPA player assistance program. Uh, the Canadians had indicated that Price was unlikely to be ready for the for the season opener. He had knee surgery. Uh, that was going to be uh, tough timing or right up to it uh, anyway because of the physical part of it. Uh, Carrie's wife, Angela, put on uh, a message out on Instagram and spoke very, very uh, hearty uh, about uh, the admiration that she has for her husband and just uh, the fact that she's putting, uh, that Carrie's putting his mental health first and foremost and that uh, that everybody else should uh, uh, do the same thing. you got to take care of your mental health. So uh, Carrie Price will be gone from the Montreal Canadiens at the minimum. Uh, of 30 days. Mark Bergevin, the Canadian's general manager, stated today in an emotional press conference that he does believe Kerry will be back with the team this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to commend a person for taking care of themselves, right? It, it, themselves first. And, you know, we all understand it. We all have jobs. We all have things we've got to show up for. But uh, the main thing, the most important thing is that you are, are looking out for your mental health. You're looking out for the things that that you need you need to to feel to feel good to function as as a human in society and you know there's there's no denying the last 20 months have been very very trying and difficult on everybody every walk of life so uh, i commend carrie price for for acknowledging that there was a change that needed to be made and the strength of of him and his family uh, for making that the priority and that's where it needs to be and then you you got to give credit to the montreal canadians organization for 
making this about Carey Price the human, not Carey Price the hockey player. I thought this passage from Angela's post uh, was really uh, just a great message uh, to everybody. And she said, uh, part of the privilege of being in the position our family is in is that we also get a public platform to show how there is and can be a path to light for anybody who is struggling. No matter what is on the line, we hope that we can communicate the importance of putting your mental health first, not just by saying it, but by showing it and doing the work to get better. Uh, Mark Bergevin was admittedly uh, caught off guard uh, by uh, the decision by Carey Price to enter the uh, NHL player assistance uh, program, but it's 30 days at the minimum, uh, and it could be longer. Uh, and Carey Price, also part of the, the Team Canada Olympic plans as well. And we will uh, we will follow that. We'll wish him the best of luck as the uh, as a person with a with a young family as well, and uh, and for the Montreal Canadiens and and a legend in the game in Carey Price. Uh, he's in the fourth year of an eight-year, eighty-four million-dollar contract. It was in the news so much over the course of the summer regarding the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, again, I'm with you. Just wishing him nothing but the best, and that when we see him next, everything's good to go, and and he's able to to be the Carey Price we know he is, and that's just one of the best goalies in the league. And just a little bit of backstory here. Jake Allen becomes the number one goaltender of the of the Montreal Canadiens, and he did an interview and said that uh, because Carey's been off sick the last couple of days, yeah, uh, ill, and uh, Jake Allen said uh, he's been out the last couple of days sick, but before that he was at the rink every day. We all got to see him, got to talk to him, shoot the breeze with him, and see him outside the rink uh, once or twice. Uh, uh, so there's he was around the team he was around the organization even though he wasn't on the ice getting ready for their season opener which will take place on Wednesday against the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, when uh, when you look at things that are happening in around the National Hockey League and you talk about some of the updates yesterday we had Ian Mendes in the program and we talked about the Ottawa Senators and their negotiations with Brady Kachuk and part of the issue there is one why can't the Ottawa Senators just open the bank because they have all this cap space they have other players coming that are going to eat up that cap space in very short period of time in the next three or four years but they are also uh, Ottawa four hundred thousand dollars below the floor that's no longer the case is it no it is not the Ottawa Senators have addressed their biggest concern that was getting to the cap floor by signing Tyler Ennis to a one-year contract, $900,000. And Alex Galchenyuk, who is on a PTO with Toronto, signs on with the Arizona Coyotes. Won't be in the lineup tonight, but signs on with the Arizona Coyotes. Why do you think he does that? You know, you did, didn't get a big deal with Arizona. I think you have an opportunity to play, right? You got. I mean, I would imagine for Alex Galchenyuk, you, you have an opportunity here to go to a team that we've talked about it is bare. The cupboards in, t in terms of what's going to be on the ice is bare, and you're going to likely be in a top six role. So it's a great opportunity for Galchenyuk to take some heavy minutes and maybe produce and thinking about that next contract. Uh, I don't have time to give you my, my 10 teams that I would play five forwards with on the first power play unit today. I'll do that uh, tomorrow. Uh, right
Ryan Reeves, though, uh, want to slide this one at the end. He got hit last night by P.K. Subban. We talked about it a bit on the air in yesterday's VGK Insider Show. Uh, he left the game, did not return, but uh, head coach Gerard Gallant said after the game that he's day-to-day, which is great. It wasn't, wasn't the kick that necessarily was the problem with, with Ryan Reeves last night, and P.K. Subban said there was nothing untoward there. It was just a battle for the puck. It was the way Ryan Reeves went down and kind of fell on the back of his ankle as foot got caught underneath him. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, my my take on that play, watching it in real time versus watching it in slow motion, is that it's a puck battle. Both guys get tangled up. P.K. Subban is is pushed off the, the puck, off balance by Ryan Reeves. Their legs clip, and Reeves goes down awkwardly. Like, that's that's what the play was. Why were you fighting with everybody on Twitter last night? I don't know, man. It's what I do. Was it's it everybody or, everybody or just one person? No, no. Like We're not going to draw any attention to it. I'm just saying, like, I have an opinion, and I believe it or not, like, I'm okay with people having differing opinions. If you want to have a different opinion than me, I'm totally good with it. Like, let's go let's let's ex- let's coexist in the world that's fine with me uh, but i think i think there's a difference between having a difference of opinion and just being a flat-out jerk my my, my favorite part about uh, twitter is uh, uh well you've got your opinion but you're wrong uh, those are your one-timers for this thursday october on fox sports las vegas coming up next it's chris chapman catching up with chapman we'll find out what he wrote in his notepad today live from t-mobile arena this is the vgk insider show we're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. During that 90-minute program tomorrow, we will be giving away two tickets to the VGK season opener next Tuesday against the Seattle Kraken. Two more tickets available on the VGK Insider Show. Listen and win and go to the season opener on us as we bring in Chris Chapman for catching up with Chapman. All right. Well, uh, I, I wanted to add one-timers. I know that's your thing, but uh, player that was released from his player tryout with the Maple Leafs was a guy who uh, apparently a lot of people had high aspirations for here, and that was Nikita Gusev. So uh, he's searching for a home. It will not be with the Maple Leafs. Did you write that down in your notebook? Today? No, no, no. I wrote some other things down in the notebook, though. For everybody that missed it, yesterday uh, we we goaded Chris Chapman into getting a notebook, and then when he didn't write anything down, we goaded him into making sure that he took notes during media availability, and we said that we would do what's in Chapman's notebook every day. So what's in your notebook? All right, well, I'll start with Pete DeBoer because I asked him about the Kachina jerseys and and if players actually get excited for for that and, and coaches if they get excited, and he said, yeah, they do. He said it's not just a fan thing. It breaks up the monotony of the season to have those those cool new jerseys. So, so yeah, the, the, the players themselves, actually, they, they enjoy having those new jerseys when they walk into the locker room and see them. Something else he said, and I thought it, I thought it was a really cool kind of statement, but I, he was asked about, you know, the early start to the season, and his comment was, we don't overvalue early points, but they can't take them away from you. And I think that's kind of along the lines of, well, you're not going to win the Stanley Cup in October, but you can certainly lose it if you don't play well enough to start the season. Yeah, don't get too excited about a 5-1 uh, start, but it's, it's still really, really good. Yeah, one more thing. It was Brady McNabb who spoke to us today, and I found that interesting when he was asked 
about the parallels between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. And McNabb made the comment that he wasn't even sure if he was going to make the team coming out of camp. And it turns out he was actually the first Golden Knight. This is a trivia question. The first Golden Knight to sign a contract extension. Oh, was he? Yes. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, because I, you look at him now, you think he's a lock. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a really good player. That uh, that he wasn't even sure he was going to make the, the Golden Knights opening night roster. Yeah. Was, uh, I mean, Blew me away. Uh, what else is happening in your life? Uh, not much. I could tell you in six seconds. Oh, yeah? We're gone? Uh, pre-game show is coming up next, live from T-Mobile Arena.